guys, my name is Octavia and this is my astrology podcast. Thanks so much for being here. It has been a big couple of weeks. Um, I had to have a break from releasing any further episodes. Uh, we had a, we've had a, an ongoing flood crisis here in nor- northern New South Wales. Uh, in Australia, where I live, and in the surrounding areas, and fortunately, um, I've gotten very lucky myself, but there is a great deal of the community out there who was not so. We've had thousands of homes and businesses completely destroyed in this area, and it has been a an ongoing uh, situation here that uh, is really hard to put into words, and I also feel tremendously lucky to be a part of the community here, which has just been unbelievable and um, like nothing I've ever seen really in terms of people just showing up and doing whatever it takes to support each other and to take care of each other. Uh, We've had a very slow response from the authorities here um, and this is, uh, I'm recording this on day eight, nine of this ongoing um, situation, this crisis here, and we still have been waiting on the government and authorities to step in and help. So there's a lot of uh, feelings uh, collectively in this area, a lot of um, trauma, shock, and there's a lot of um, unanswered questions and a lot of um, folks who are in need of help and who have lost everything. And I'm going to have some links here in the um, description below. If there's anything that you can contribute, um, there are some really beautiful uh, donation, community-led donation uh, efforts being made to uh, get the resources that are needed right now distributed and um, to help this community put the pieces back together bit by bit. So if there's anything you could contribute, um, please do so. Uh, A big part of why I wanted to record this transmission this week is to raise awareness of what's going on here because another aspect of this whole um, ordeal has been that it has been largely ignored by the media and likewise, as I said, the authorities, it's been quite troubling that this has been so severe and also so severely ignored. So I do encourage you, anything um, that you feel called to share about what's going on here, uh, please just even in an Instagram post, social media, uh, just to share because I think every single thing that we decide to engage with and share now on on social media, and I'm going to speak more to this in this episode, is actually starting to serve a very different purpose at this point. Um, I think that we are, as we've entered into this new phase, uh, Mars and Venus coming together at zero degrees Aquarius, um, this zero degree point where this has been a benchmark moment at the zero degree Aquarius, this is where the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction occurred, in December of 2020 with the vaccine rollout and as well where Mars and uh, Saturn came together 
in early 2020 uh, during when lockdowns were imposed in, in April, I believe. So lockdowns, vaccines, and now this is the sort of third installment um, where we're just entering into a new chapter. So I'm going to speak a bit more about that. The transition from Mercury in Aquarius to Mercury in Pisces, it's like, yes, like asking questions and drilling in and getting specific, but also being willing to say, you know what, I don't know and I don't care that I don't know. Uh, you know, Mercury in Pisces is about being okay with not knowing. And I'll say, you know, in this local area where I live, the not knowing has been incredibly traumatic leading up to this point. And I think, um, I mean, I know I speak from my own experience and from others that I've connected with this week, it's been incredibly difficult as a member of this community to not know when any help is going to arrive, to not know if certain people are okay. I mean, they haven't done really a death count here. And we all know that that's a very real um, reality there's people we haven't been able to get in touch with. Um, so the, the unknown has been massive, the mystery. And, you know, I think in some ways, because Mercury has been in Aquarius and it did make that conjunction to Saturn last week, the not knowing is not okay. <laughs> with Saturn and uh, Mercury in Aquarius and Mars and Venus there now, you know, the knowing is really essential. And I think as we move into, you know, and it's similar with uh, with Ukraine. There's a huge level of uncertainty and unknown to that as well. And we are, you know, this is why the coverage is so unrelenting of like, like, what can we get at? Like, you know, maybe if we just keep hammering in and, and, and you know, covering it and covering it and covering it, maybe some clarity will emerge. But I think on a local and a global level, we're recognizing that, you know, there is a point where we can't know and we have to let go. We must. Instead of continuing to ask why and directing our focus on the fact that they dropped the ball and the fact that, it, you know, shifting into, okay, what do we do now? Where do we go from here? Um, and which is exactly what this community has been doing. So the end of this week on Thursday, March 10th, Mercury is going to move into Pisces. And Mercury will only be in Pisces until the 27th of this month. Uh, a good example, Rupert Murdoch actually has his um, son and Mercury conjoined in his uh, chart. And he's a great example of how the Mercury and Pisces energy can actually go in the wrong direction. It can be used in a way to promote delusion and paranoia, cynicism, uh, conspiracy theories. And we are leading up to the two big astrological events happening at the beginning of April. You know, Mars conjoining Saturn and then Jupiter conjoining Neptune. And we're going to have to be really careful, I think, in the meantime of discerning what, what's coming in, what we're allowing in and what we're hearing and understanding about situations. Because, as I said, the authorities here that have completely um, 
failed and caused a tremendous amount of harm to um, unfold here needlessly in terms of the community, the people, the animals, the economy, um, lives. I mean, there, I think, is blood on some folks' hands for not stepping in sooner uh, and, and certainly a lot of suffering uh, needlessly. And so I think that, you know, we're living in a time where we can find out what we need to know really easily. Um, we've lived in a time where we had to kind of sit back and wait for information to come through whatever sources uh, until it could finally funnel down to us. And this is even during my lifetime, you know, finding, um, finding things out through the news on TV is, um, you know, it's, there's not much agency in that. And I remember as a kid, you know, my mom used to watch headline news. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's just this, re this repeated, just every hour or 30 minutes or whatever it was on CNN, it was like just the same stuff. And so I think it's really important that we recognize now, and this isn't just about news, this is about anything we need to know. We can actually rely on each other we can start to use this infrastructure that's already in place with things like social media to get the word out that needs to get out. And this is a beautiful, actually, a beautiful thing that I've witnessed in this crisis this week with the floods that has been incredibly inspiring and innovative to see the way the community here has been able to work together um, to and, and get really creative with working with what's here on the ground and um and it, at certain times that meant there w wasn't any phone no one really had phone reception for the week no one had internet there was very very little re uh, reception um that was in and out and very unreliable so uh when these things happen we really it, it just gives us a glimpse into a different reality and like what we actually have to work with and what we can really do with it so um, I think that is the, the, the one good thing uh, that I have seen and experienced through this. And even though it's really difficult for me right now to actually highlight anything positive and it feels kind of like, um, you know, when you go to a funeral and like something funny happens and it just doesn't feel okay to laugh, but that actually happened. I went uh, back to the U.S., one of the last times and my my grandfather had passed away he had had a stroke and um he ended up having a very difficult um end to his life and uh he passed away um, pretty suddenly not long after the stroke and um my dad i went back to the the funeral and we were on our way to the funeral and i remember um my dad made a joke he was driving and uh, it was such a big moment of permission and relief and uh, reminder that it's, it's okay to actually let good feelings come in when bad things have happened. And I think that's just as important as well, um, you know, and to the folks who are listening here in the States, like I know that the coverage there is probably uh, unrelenting with the Ukraine situation and 
I think it is important for us all to remember that even though bad things are happening out there, um, we can still find a way to uh, feel good in our everyday experience and to remember um, that, you know, it's not going to help anyone for us to not feel good ourselves. Like it's not going to make anybody's experience easier in those situations. So um, giving ourselves a little bit of grace with that, I think, is also uh, important to remember. So Before I dive into the upcoming astrology, I wanted to mention something about this past week and that I think is significant in how it showed up. Uh, the We had Mercury conjoining Saturn um, as in the lead up to the new moon uh, last week, right around that time. And it was very interesting to witness here in Australia how, you know, in, in this situation with the floods, how it showed up as a kind of a blackout or um, just a complete uh, cutout, if you will, of, uh, of communications. And, you know, Mercury conjoining Saturn, I had considered that that could be more of like an announcement from leadership, you know, Saturn being about authority and um, the more societal based structures in place. And it was interesting that it quite literally came out as, uh, you know, Mercury, this sort of suffocation of, um, of communication lines. This, yeah, so the subverting social media and turning that infrastructure into something else. And I think that you know, it reminds me of kind of when you bend something too far and it has like a crimp in it and it doesn't ever really go back uh, to the way it was. I think that um, in situations like this where, and you know, it's also very interesting to see in the Ukraine, um, they're having similar, there were so many f phrases I was hearing on the coverage of, of the Ukraine talking about people isolated without any access to food, water, um, you know, basic life things. And literally the uh, Pisces and Aquarius are next to each other in aversion to each other, so they're not um, interacting. So it's this really interesting and, and devastating uh, juxtaposition of this flooding, this way too much of the water of course, and the um, and the all the things that Pisces can kind of bring in uh, in terms that in terms of what can be overwhelming to us on a collective level, and um, then seeing you know the the Saturnian side of it with Mercury there, um, and those two parts of the chart, parts of the sky, parts of reality, not actually able to um, bridge that gap, and literally having there's been so many, I've seen footage now of, uh, and heard people speaking in terms of bridge, like bridges being washed out, uh, which is a very literal translation of that astrology. And, and literally here, that's, I mean, it's not often that the astrology is this literal, uh, but lately it has been. I mean, it's devastating, of course, and with Jupiter involved, it is uh, a bit surprising to see in some sense, because Jupiter is a benefic. However, you know, Pisces does rule death 
and the it's the last sign of the zodiac so it does uh bring about endings uh and brings people together as well so in the last episode um i had the part two of episode 12 i had released and spoke a bit about my initial experiences with crypto and my thoughts on where crypto and NFTs and blockchain technology is potentially taking us and describing the differences between Web 2 and Web 3. And if you want to hear more on that, you can check out part two of episode 12. But I was really considering the implications of what crypto could do in this situation here in northern New South Wales with the flooding uh, because the authorities, the government, the law enforcement, um, everyone was very pulled back from this. And, you know, we're at day nine now, and we've had such an unbelievable um, response from the community here. And I had posted about this at the beginning of the week when we had internet coming back online and phones were starting to work again, that this was the spirit of Australians is what I really fell in love with um, when I first came here. But I also was really drawn to the community here and felt quite taken by the um, spirit of just making sure everyone else is okay and looking out for each other. Uh, it was very different for me than it had been in the, the US. That was very much alive here and has been still. And uh, I think that witnessing the scale of what occurred here and witnessing over the course of you know the last eight days of where things are bottlenecking and where the limitations are and what the community can actually do when the uh, situation is this extreme and ongoing uh, for one it was a surprise this flood um, which was one of the most damaging things about it is that uh, no one really prepared properly because they didn't have the time or the information. Um, and that was a very Mercury square Uranus kind of, you know, jolt, uh, unexpected influence. And then the overarching thing that I keep seeing in this whole crisis of the floods is a breakdown of information and resources getting so communication and information getting where it needs to get to um, and also resources and i think that this is part of a big restructuring that we're all going through globally um, nationally and locally and i think we are seeing very clearly where the very obvious glaring limitations are on what the authorities can actually provide us at this stage. Because now that we are entering into Web3, where there's blockchain, blockchain technology, um, where there is self-custodian um, financial, like wallets, uh, crypto wallets, where there are ways in which we can actually manage our data and our money, our assets, our lives in ways that we don't have to go through a middleman anymore. And we are seeing the collapse of those systems 
and we are being asked to step up uh, within our own sovereignty uh, in our lives and our bodies and in our realms um, to figure out how we're going to recreate this reality so that we can build a more sustainable future, a more responsible, um, cooperative uh, future and reality together. And this is what Aquarius is all about. And, you know, with this whole situation here with the flood and likewise in Ukraine, um, there the, these local uh, and global situations are not that dissimilar. The problems that started to occur after a few days were that there were too many supplies and not enough storage. Um, and there were instances of a lack of access to people who were stranded and on the other side of landslides. Um, so equipment was needed to get in there. And as well, we had um, tradies, construction workers, guys who know how to run equipment who were helping over the weekend, um, you know, and this is like several days in, who had to go back to work on Monday. So meanwhile, there's still families stuck up, you know, in areas that only airlifted access could reach because the water um, has washed out the roads and the bridges. So what I was seeing with all of this was what could have potentially helped um, in my mind, would have been crypto because there, you know, there's this bottleneck as well with donation organizations, um, you know, and, and things like GoFundMe um, and more direct access to the funds is certainly helping those structures that are now available um, in the private sector. But even with crypto is even more direct and with smart contracts, particularly with heavy equipment, um, it would be very easy to, to delegate and to organize um, equipment and, and paying whatever needed to be paid. Um, you know, this is how the truckers in Canada, and you know, say what you will about crypto, but it's a very useful tool to use in situations where the normal structures are not available to support um, people that are in a whatever situation it is and of course you know the truckers in Canada you may feel one way or the other about them crypto is primarily what supported that protest and so um, I think that it could have really helped here uh, given the situation and given the fact that there was so much more supply from the community in terms of how much they were willing to give, how much we were willing to give to help. But it really boiled down to resources. It boiled down to needing the money, needed, needing the storage space, needing the equipment, um, you know, needing the expertise, the, the um, emergency workers and, and the access to those resources it was a big, um, a big learning experience for the community here. And I think because Australia has this such a strong Aquarius um, stellium and signature in the culture here, I think, you know, even the um, coat of arms, right, with the emu and the uh, kangaroo, 
those are two animals that can physically not step backwards. So I think that, um, you know, it's this very forward looking um, point of view here in Australia, which is also something I really love about it. So the end of this week on Thursday, March 10th, Mercury's gonna move into Pisces and Mercury will only be in Pisces until the 27th of this month. We had a Mercury retrograde when Mercury was in Pisces back in early 2020 around the pandemic um, start. And this was around the time that Trump and uh, Dr. Fauci were doing those really weird press uh, briefings each day where they were just basically just saying nonsense uh, back and forth to one another. <laughs> and uh, no one really knew what was going on with COVID and it was all, it was a very confusing time. and. Uh, you know, Mercury is doesn't function well in the sign of Pisces. Um, traditionally, Jupiter and Mercury are in um, opposing parts of the chart, the signs that they rule. And so Pisces being Jupiter's sign, um, you know, Mercury has to adapt uh, a bit to deal uh, with being in Pisces and you know, because Mercury's the messenger, Mercury likes things, you know, to inquire and have specifics and details and for things to be clear and understood and uh, nuanced. And, uh, you know, it's a much more widened out and um, less precise uh, influence that uh, Pisces gives us. So with Mercury there, you know, it's just going to be kind of like, um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the uh, the work by Byron Katie uh, I was um I had a really interesting experience earlier this week and um, I consulted the I Ching uh, as I do and I have been uh, I work with the I Ching and have for a number of years and uh, you know the I Ching is literally the book of changes it's a you know five thousand year old um, work uh, that it basically consists of the entire spectrum of human experience, um, particularly in dealing with moments of change. So I looked up this particular hexagram, number 32, which is duration, and it's a beautiful one. It's, I mean, they all are, but it's about the way in which the planets move and the seasons move. There, There is this sort of fixed um, cycle, this fixed trajectory that things move within and within that um, allows things to continue and and to develop and evolve and and to have a sense of duration about them so at any rate I was reading about this and I looked up my community that um, I'm a part of uh, with the I Ching and the woman who organizes it all uh, she had said something about Byron Katie's The Work in the post, and I thought, oh boy, that means I need to do that right now. So I did Byron Katie's The Work. If you're not familiar, she basically, it's a very simple technique where you just, if you're upset about something or upset with someone or, yeah, like you, you're in it, uh, which I wasn't really, but I wanted to go through the process anyway, but say you're frustrated with someone for doing something, uh, you write that out. You, she asks you questions about what you believe to be true, and then is it actually true? Um, and you reverse the statements around, and then you put your name in where their name was. And anyway, it's very 
simple but incredibly powerful and uh you have to write down what you never want to happen again so you write i never want so and so to lie to me because they don't care or whatever it is um and she asks you to you have to actually write i welcome uh for this i i really am looking forward to this person lying to me and um because they don't care i am inviting that in and uh it's a really good test that question because when you get to that question like it will tell you if you're actually still in your stuff or if you're if that process is actually working because if you're and for me when and i, I really can't get into details because it was not really the point but i did that question and i thought what like come on like no i don't want to invite that like i don't ever want it i actually don't ever want it again again this is very aquarius very fixed air it's like yeah i don't ever want that again i'm not even okay i'll write it but mm. uh so then the question at the end of who would you be without this thought and that was the one that undid me and um you know, the thing about that question is it's not even about what the answer is because it, there likely isn't an answer, but it will move. It will move you in, a mo in that moment from the point of view that you're in. Um, and this is what Mercury in Pisces is all about. That's it for this week. Thank you again for sharing your time, your energy, and your attention with me. Uh, I wanted to close and share a segment from the I Ching from hexagram number five. Uh, waiting and nourishment is the name of it. All beings have need of nourishment from above, but the gift of food comes in its own time, and for this one must wait. The idea of waiting is further suggested as strength within, strength within and danger in front. Strength in the face of danger does not plunge ahead, but bides its time, whereas weakness in the face of danger grows agitated and has not the patience to wait. Waiting is not mere hoping. It has the inner certainty of reaching the goal. Such certainty alone gives that light which leads to success. Weakness and impatience can do nothing. Only a strong individual can stand up to their fate, for their inner security enables them to endure to the end. This strength shows itself in uncompromising truthfulness with oneself. It is only when we have the courage to face things exactly as they are, without any sort of self-deception or illusion, that a light will develop out of events by which the path to success may be recognized. When clouds rise in the sky, it is a sign that it will rain. There is nothing to do but wait until the rain falls. It is the same in life when destiny is at work. Be 
should not worry and seek to shape the future by interfering in things before the time is ripe. They should quietly fortify the body with food and drink and the mind with gladness and good cheer. Fate comes when it will, and thus we are ready. Have a great week. Until next time, stay safe, well, and wise.